0: Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, out of the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from Volume 25, Issue 40, dated October 3rd. From Little Bites in Our Food Section by Kayla Clark. A new food truck for Prineville. After running a successful sit-down restaurant for eight years, Jerry Kropasek is officially transitioning to food truck life. Hailing from the Czech Republic, Jerry will focus his new mobile eatery called Glacier Truck on traditional Czech and German-style cuisine. Everything served is made from scratch, from the gulas right down to the wienerschnitzel. Much of the food is made in-house, such as the sausage, and if not, it's locally sourced. Prineville locals have been offering up rave reviews of the food Kropišek and his parents have been cooking up for years, praising its authenticity and downright deliciousness. Of course, you can't have a genuine Czech experience without a little pilsner. Also on the menu is cold lager and warm bowls of cesneka, a time-honored garlic soup known for being the premier hangover cure throughout the Czech Republic. Or try what has been lovingly nicknamed the flagship sandwich. A breaded pork cutlet on ciabatta with house-made pickles and red pepper aioli. Glacier Truck will share a lot with Tony's Tacos, another local favorite, and Creekside Beer Garden, which features eight rotating beers on tap. It's set to open Saturday, October 5th. Creekside Food Trucks at 1255 Northeast 3rd Street in Prineville. Facebook.com slash Glacier Food Truck. Also from Little Bites in our food section, Jefferson County Welcomes First Food Cart Venue by Kayla Clark Over-the-Edge Tap House and Food Cart Venue is set to open in Crooked River Ranch Friday, October 18th. This will be the first family-friendly venue to open in the area in over 15 years and will include a play area for kids, a stage for live music, fire pits, and games like corn toss and mini-golf. The featured food carts include the Crooked Gnome Cafe, Kay's Bakery and Wicked Wings, The owner, Lionel Morgan, says she's also searching for a locally-owned taco cart to join the family. Morgan has been working tirelessly to get everything in order. She even purchased a football field in Seattle so that she had some quality astroturf to add to the outdoor dining area. The indoor tap house itself comes equipped with 14 beers, two hard ciders, wine, kombucha, growler fills, and America's favorite adult beverage, White Claw. A grand opening begins at 11.30 a.m. Friday, October 18th, and will include raffles and door prizes. And finally, from our news page, a vape concern. With a second vaporizer-related death in Oregon, state leaders ponder a ban, and vape businesses brace for what's next, by Nicole Vulcan. As several states move to ban, at least temporarily, the sale of vaporizer products, Oregon leaders are still considering their next moves. The debate further heated up last week when state officials announced that a second Oregonian had died due to a severe lung illness related to vaping. That was the second death among five cases that had been previously reported in the state, the Oregon Health Authority announced September 26th. That most recent death was a person who had been hospitalized with respiratory symptoms after vaping cannabis products, OHA reported. For the time being, OHA is recommending that people stop vaping immediately. Local Legislative Action On September 27th, Representative Sherry Helt, Republican Bend, announced that during the upcoming February legislative session, she would introduce a bill that would ban retail and online sales of all flavored e-cigarettes and vaping products in the state. Helt is among several leaders who have called on Governor Kate Brown to at least temporarily ban on vaping products in what Helt said, would give public health experts more time to investigate what's causing the illnesses. Helt is working with fellow representatives, Representative Janelle Bynum, Democrat Clackamas, and Representative Rachel Prusak, Democrat Tualatin West Lynn, on the legislation, her office confirmed Monday. Oregonians should not be a laboratory for the vaping industry to determine the dangers of these products, Helt wrote in a release. Following the announcement of a second Oregon death, Brown directed OHA to issue recommendations about ways to move forward, which OHA delivered the following day. Among the six recommendations, implementing a six-month temporary moratorium on the sale and display of vaping products, increasing access to tobacco cessation services, implementing a statewide prevention campaign, and requesting that the Food and Drug Administration regulate vaping products. An Impact on Local Business Those in the vaping industry see bans and moratoriums as knee-jerk reactions they fear will lead people to the black market to obtain vaping products. Steve Johnson, business operations manager at Central Oregon's High Mountain Mist, a tobacco vaporizer retailer, explained how many of their customers are former smokers who now use vaporizers to avoid the damaging effects of smoking. We have thousands of customers here in Bend that don't smoke cigarettes anymore because they vape, and they've seen changes in their health. We had a guy come in very emotional yesterday, Johnson told the source weekly Monday. He smoked, he's a cancer survivor, and now he vapes and he runs marathons. He's very afraid that this is going to force him back to something that he knows is going to kill him. Johnson said because tobacco products are regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, ingredients are required to be included on the labeling, unlike black market or as yet federally regulated cannabis products, a case for regulation instead of bans. Still, sales at High Mountain Mist have been down 25 to 30% since the vaping crisis erupted, Johnson said, and the company permanently closed the doors of its Prineville location September 28th. If the announcement comes out that at whatever date we're not allowed to sell, as a business here in Bend, we're permanently closed. There's no good option around that, Johnson said. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.